Today's video is about a topic that's come up a number of times during self-isolation for me and based off of conversations with other creatives, a lot of people are reevaluating why they're making content either in the way that they do or making content at all. There are questions about whether or not freelancing is right for them. There's questions of meaningfulness and meaningful content. I think there are notions of this very real concern that the younger that the audience gets, the more kind of fast-paced content becomes. And in order to keep up with that pace, you can't really show love to a piece of work. You're not going to keep up with the pace, it's going to be draining, and at the end of the day, people might not appreciate it. But backing up, this has been a question that's been on my mind for a while now, and for me, it's not really why do I create content, because I felt like that was always second nature to me. The question is, why do I share content? And more specifically, why do I share personal, authentic, and vulnerable content. If I were a skeptic of my own videos, I would assume that I'm trying to vie for attention. Or if I were coming from a more polite place, then maybe I'm just struggling with something subconsciously and I'm reaching out and these are signs that this guy needs help or something or comfort. But because I'm me, I know that not to be the case. I don't really care for the attention of others. I don't need to be in the middle or the spotlight. Over the years, I've become more and more introverted. So I'm at the point where I would much rather just be at home with my phone off and not have to talk to anybody. In fact, there are days where I have to really turn my phone off and just not talk to anybody because I find that so draining. As much as I love the people I'm talking to, I still need some moments of complete silence. And in terms of happiness and mental health, all that stuff, I've never felt better. Right now, I have barely any stressors. I have little to no insecurities, or at least the ones that I'm aware of. Maybe there are some that I'm not. And overall, if anything, I have to remind myself that it's okay to be okay. I think we all go through phases where we learn to tell ourselves that it's okay to not be okay. And for me, I think it went so far to the point where now I have to tell myself that it's okay to just be okay. That's normal, that's fine. So knowing me and how I think and how I feel about uploading stuff to social media, I can't help but wonder why I always feel compelled to share very personal things about my family, about my loved ones, about my thoughts. And it even gets to the point sometimes that I have to stop myself from posting something because I'm worried that people will misunderstand that I'm trying to use my loved ones for the sake of content. In my recent video, How to Think Outside of the Box, I speak about creativity. And basically I'm arguing that true creativity is not brilliant. It's not like very far out there because people who are very far out there are struggling a lot. And I share a story about my friend committing suicide. And I remember being very hesitant to share that because I was so worried that people would misconstrue that as, oh, he's just using his story of suicide in order to get content and get eyes. Like, I didn't want it to look like an act of sensationalism. But that in itself was very interesting to me because for somebody who doesn't care about the perception and attention of others, why am I so worried that people will misunderstand me. And I can think of multiple ways of answering this question. I guess one way as a side note is, for me, I equate love with really knowing a person. Knowing and understanding a person shows and contains more love than any other action of love, I think. But honestly, that's kind of unrelated. Thinking about it, I realized that I really don't want to be misunderstood because I am seeking community online. If I were to really retrace my steps, I grew up in Abbotsford in predominantly white schools as one of the very few Asian kids. At that point in time, I barely even identified as Korean. I identified as Asian. And my life was always kind of going back and forth between the Canadian culture I knew so well in my daily life at school and the seemingly opposite Korean culture back at home. And with that, I think developed a consistent kind of tingling of loneliness. And that wasn't the only reason. The other reason too was that I love the arts and I love academia. I love nerdy shit. But even with people that share those interests, 
I had a hard time fitting in because I just appreciate it from afar. I'm not really like in the thick of it, I guess. But same with pop culture and hip hop and I guess more like mainstream stuff. I appreciate it and it's fun and I love certain aspects of it. But again, I'm not like fully immersed in it. It's interesting. I always find myself in between kind of different conflicting worlds. Like for me growing up, I loved nerdy shit but then my favorite word was vernacular which was layman's terms so i used to hate seeing people use big words because i thought it was so vain and now i realize that it's just a more accurate way of representing what you want to say but at the time i was always thinking like you could just say fuck and cover so much ground with that one word why do you have to say it in that long roundabout way basically because of thoughts like that and that type of thought process i was always kind of stuck in between and didn't really feel at home in either space but like i said it was just a tingling and i wasn't really aware of it because i could get along with both groups that just didn't feel completely at home so i wasn't ever really lonely lonely and i was still able to develop very meaningful relationships and close friends that i'm still friends with today and to be frank, there are other things to worry about, so you just kind of get on with life. So that's where this gets confusing, because like I said, I'm in a very good headspace, and I look around me and I have a very tight-knit community of friends in all spectrums, really. I have my Korean friends who speak more Korean to me than English, and I have my English-speaking friends who don't know Korean at all. I have friends that I can talk about a wall for hours with, and I have friends that I can talk about, you know, depression and life with for hours. And I have a family that I can be very transparent with and talk about anything with. I have an amazing girlfriend that I can be super honest with. So what's missing? What, what more am I seeking? And I don't know if this is the right answer that I've arrived at. But the answer that I think I have is that I'm looking for colleagues, so to speak. People who not only understand me, but are very similar to me. Because I think a community of friends thrives on the diversity. Not everybody can be the same. Everybody thinks a little bit differently and everybody has their own specific quirks. Same thing with family, their perspectives are different, your stories are different. Your romantic partner, I think is case by case, but I don't think they're gonna be carbon copies of you. And I realize that with my favorite people, I don't really talk about my goals, so to speak. I don't really talk about the topics I care about to 100%. Because to be frank with a lot of them, I either can't communicate because my Korean's not good enough or people just don't care about having that type of conversation to that extent of depth. I think I'm just looking for people who can really understand what I mean by a sentence without me having to explain that sentence any further. And people who not only just understand it, but people who can also speak in the same framework, if that makes sense. So if I'm arguing for point A, Somebody who can argue point B with the exact same kind of language of deduction that I have. That I can follow their line of reasoning so effortlessly that it just makes sense. And the goal thing is kind of a values thing as well and a perspective thing. The clearest example I can think of is I hate people, but I care about humanity. Like I, I really care about the progression of mankind, if that makes sense. And that's such a weird thing to say, even like hear myself say it, because it's such a big topic that seems very out of place in everyday life and in my life like who am i to think about the human race type of thing it's so much bigger than just me that why would i think about that and i think that's why i need a community of people that also think about that like people who think about korean canadians as a, a larger group and to forward and to contribute to the progress of that group as well as mankind and as well as the culture of art and all this stuff but as you may or may not feel right now like that sounds like rambling and that sounds like completely weird topics that you don't really talk about normally 
But to keep us on track, I think that is why I care so much about being authentic online and sharing content that I think will truly represent me and has a very low chance of being misunderstood. Because ultimately, I don't want to attract the wrong people into my network. I think all of us have enough half-baked or politeness-based relationships already. We don't need to add more to that. So for me, the goal of putting content online is finding other people who will understand that piece of content without me having to further explain anything. I don't need to package it in any sort of standard way. I don't have to follow conventions of what a YouTube video is. I don't have to follow conventions of what an Instagram video is. I can make something that I want to make in the way that I want to make it, in a way that really shows me and people watching will understand that regardless of where it is online, regardless of what it should be like, they will understand it because they think similarly to me. So because I ramble in real life, I choose to ramble online. Because I love my family so dearly in life, I will love my family online. Because I'm struggling with XYZ in real life and I'm trying to solve that problem in a certain way in real life, I'll try to represent that entire process and thing online. Because I'm looking for people who will ramble themselves as well in real life, who love their family, or at least care about the concept of family and the bonds that is created within a family, and tackle problems in a very similar manner with a similar ratio of emotion and logic going in to the process. And I think at the end of the day, we're just sick of speaking only about 50% of a topic or sharing 50% of what we actually think on something. Me personally, I'm sick of assuming that the other person is not going to understand what I'm thinking. I'm sick of assuming that this conversation is not going to lead anywhere if I mention certain things. Oh, you don't get it. I don't want to have to ever say that. So right now when I'm posting something online that is completely comprised of me, from the music to the pacing to the colors to the content to everything, and somebody reaches out and says that it resonates with them or that they loved it, I'm filled with joy because for me it signifies that there is a potential community out there that really does think the same way I do, that feels the same way I do about various topics. Even if they don't share the same opinions or care about the same things I do, at least people that can really engage in conversation with me in a way that I understand. Because for me, I'm still relatively young. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a worldview. Actually, I don't think we'll ever have all the answers. I want to be able to be persuaded by people. And in order for me to be persuaded by somebody, they need to speak in a way that makes sense to me. Anyways, I don't know if any of that made sense, but the main takeaway is that I think I post myself online in the most authentic manner in hopes of finding a larger community that I don't find access to in my immediate surroundings. That is what the internet is for, I think. It allows you to reach so many more people than you could normally in just your day-to-day -day life. So I think undoubtedly that there's a much higher chance of you finding people that share whatever that thing is. I don't know. Whatever that community that I feel I am lacking is. Anyways, that's it for me today. Again, I think that might have been a little confusing, but hopefully it still made sense overall. I'd like to end with a shout out actually to my friend AJ. Check out his website, kuyaajmusic.com. Honestly, he's been an incredible source of motivation and reassurance that this theory of mine is true because he's one of the very few people in my network that get me that really understands or at least accepts how i put thoughts together and my line of thinking even if we don't completely agree on certain topics i can see where he's coming from from a logical and emotional standpoint and likewise i'm assuming that he can see the same in me anyways he's an incredible person and creative check out his work and finally thank you to everybody that's reached out to me personally for the reasons outlined above i really appreciate the fact that you reach out because for me i think that is really hope that i can find a creative community 
somewhere out there that I really get and that they get me. So yeah, please continue to do so and I hope to connect with you individually even further. Anyways, thank you. Have a wonderful day and stay safe. If you can help support the channel, that'd be amazing. Uh, you know what to do and yeah, bye-bye.